Welcome back to the Push Start Media, where you can't do anything in life without pushing start. We are here for another episode of How We'd Book It, and today we're going to be talking about Adam Cole, baby! You, you enjoy doing that way too much. I do. It's 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 actually one of my highest uh, TikToks. Well, you know, it's like, a, I don't know, it, it's, uh, it's over. It's been over for a while, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe maybe you did that so much last night. Maybe that's why we had to do this again. Yeah, technical difficulties. I'm wondering if my uh my mic got pissed off at hearing me say Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, so we, we if we have to record this for a third time, we know what the problem is. Yeah, don't don't say Adam Cole, baby. Baby. Anyway. Yeah, but I we, uh, go go ahead. No, you 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 go ahead. You said the first word. Go ahead. Well, no, we uh we're continuing the Adam theme. Uh, we did we did, did some did some yapping about hangman Adam Page and cowboy sheet. She is knit. On the uh, on the last one, and we are here to talk about Adam Cole. Maybe. Anyway, so go ahead, give them a little backstory on Adam Cole. You had all that at your uh, disposal last night, so I'll let you uh, cover I, the I backstory. I did. I had a whole spiel I was going with, but um for those new to the podcast, my name is Christian Ingram. I am a podcaster, YouTuber, TikToker, and Twitch streamer now. That's a lot to say. You're on Twitch now? I am on Twitch. I've been streaming games. Oh, okay. So, you go, boy. So go go check me out if you want, you want me to see me play Fortnite drunk. That's what you need to do. I mean, I'm not any good, but hey, who is? Yeah, a lot of people. And my name is Jay Brandon Ingram. I am a DJ extraordinaire for the past 30 years and just a lifelong wrestling fan. Likes bullshitting about it. Mm-hmm. And today, like we said, we're talking about Adam Cole, who, you know, he's had one hell of a past five years so far, debuting in NXT in 2017 at TakeOver Brooklyn, and then debuting at AEW at All All Out. Um, Overshadowed by Brian Danielson, but that's, a, that's okay. That's, that's, well, we'll get to that. So Adam Cole, who real name is Austin Kirk Jenkins. Is it really? It is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And who knew? You know who his favorite wrestler was um, back in the Attitude Era? Yeah, I'm not even gonna guess. Go ahead. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that, you know, that's a that's a pretty high, high probability with most people back in those days. He used to have his head shaved because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh my God, he just didn't look like he's got the head for a bald head. But he that's doesn't. Okay. And then he saw Shawn Michaels wrestle when he came back, and that became his new favorite wrestler, and he grew his hair out. Thank God, because I can't imagine a bald Adam Cole. I couldn't imagine a bald, a bald Shawn Michaels either. I, I, I could have went my entire life without having to see that, but okay. Yeah, that, it, it's pretty bad. He he went from the heartbreak kid to the, I don't, I don't even know. Heartbroke joke? Yeah. Heartbroken grandpa. No, no. I mean, he, he. Well, I mean, you know, they 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 talk about the lifestyle he led before he, you know, before he became a Christian. And I mean, his body's kind of. I mean, he still looks like he's in good shape from being down there training people and stuff. But I mean, yeah, his body his body did not hold up well through all those drugs he was doing back in the nineties. No, sir. And eighties too, for that matter. Yeah, he's probably doing some hell of drugs. It was the cocaine era. Ah, I miss cocaine. 
I mean, never did it, but that was the drug of choice back in the day. And it just made people hyper. Now everybody's like dying from meth and heroin. I'm not getting sad all day. Anyway. Okay. Next. So, Adam Cole. Today we're going to be talking about how we would book him in his current run in AEW. But let's talk a little bit of backstory. Adam Cole debuted, I believe, in 2009. And I gave Jason the backstory of this yesterday from the Adam Cole, baby. But I'm going to give it to you again because obviously the episode messed up. So in 2009, he was at the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup in MCW, and he said he was watching uh, one of the matches, or and it was uh, Joey Mercury, jo- Joey Matthews, and during his matches, he would go, Joey Matthews, and he said that was really smart because if you remembered one person from that night, it would be Joey Matthews, and he said he got the baby part from Chris Jericho, Le Champion. He would remember when he used to cover people with one foot. He would be like, come on, baby. Yeah. And do the whole flex thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where he got that from. So, you know, like, like anything in wrestling, everything is stolen. Everything is borrowed. And that's where Adam Cole, baby came from. He didn't really. Yeah. I think I told you I was at the, I was at the, the uh, one of the Shane Shamrock. I think it was the second one they did back in MCW years ago. I uh, got to meet Bobby Eaton, met Shane Douglas, met Sherry Martell. Um, you know, it was a pretty good show. Uh, Joey Matthews and Christian York were still a tag team back then. They were there on the show that night. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that would have been. I don't. Is MCW still open? Yeah, we might have to ride up to a show somewhere, sometime, some, somewhere. But the next show we're gonna be at is AEW After Full Gear. So if you're gonna be there, you'll see this beautiful face. Yeah. Well, the uh, just to give you a quick, quick synopsis. I think I've told you this, but uh, you know. I've been DJing in the strip clubs for a long time, and he, uh, one of the one of the security that we had hired, his name was Bill, and he was actually wrestling and training in MCW. He was the former MCW TV champion. Actually, wrestled under the name of Redneck Billy Redwood. God rest his soul. He was in a he was in a car wreck in Powhatan, and is uh, you know, and passed away way too early. Real good guy, um, but you know, he was recovering from the same neck surgery that uh, Kurt Angle had had, and that's why he was not wrestling at the time. He was, you know supplement his income by doing security in the bar with us. He and I got pretty close. He'd come over and watch pay-per-views. And, uh, you know, he asked me if I wanted to go with him to the Shane Shamrock Cup. And so uh, that's how I got to meet the guys because, like I said, he was he was a part of their, their active roster even though he was hurt. So I got to go backstage and meet a lot of the guys. Uh, Ricky Morton was there. <laughs> that man has not changed in 30 years. Um, we won't go into that story. But got to watch his table for a minute so he could go outside and um, smoke a cigarette. We'll do that. Anyway, but uh, – yeah. So anyway, he, uh, like I said, uh, me and Bill went down and he introduced me to a lot of people. Uh, Steamboat was there that night as well. Um, you know, they had a lot of legends. They gave Bobby Eaton a lifetime achievement award, but uh, that's, that's why I was at MCW that night. Yep. And I mean, <clears throat> I feel like the, the smaller indie shows are always fun to go to. They're more intimate. They are. And, uh, you know, but again, like I said, I got to, you know, I was there from the time they were setting up and doing stuff and curtains hadn't even been put up by the time we got there and we were just walking around and, you know, Introducing, he was introducing me to people and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to go to more um, live shows. I believe I'll be at the next UEW show. Um, the Got Your Six uh, November. I believe. I believe I'll be there. I don't know. I know I'll be at VA Comic Con, though, November yeah. 20th. So if you're going to be there, come, come on out. Check him out. Oh. Holla at your boy. Holla if you hear me. Uh, wrong, wrong catchphrase today. So, 
Adam Cole, let's get back on topic because as me and Sean like to say on Power Engine Cyberspace, we're going into Tangent Town. I do that a lot. Don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. But okay. Okay. I mean, it, it means that we're getting off topic because I, I, I'm very famous about that. Adam Cole, um, let's talk about his NXT run real quick. Debuting 2017 with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Let's just be honest. Has anybody had a better NXT run than Adam Cole? No. No. I would say the second best was either Finn Balor or Samoa Joe. Joe's wasn't Joe's wasn't long enough, and I don't know. I, you know, Balor Balor's Balor, but you know they just. I, I don't think even those guys, even some of the bigger names that's come out of NXT, come come close to the run that Adam Cole had. Yeah, Adam, so Adam Cole debuted at Takeover Brooklyn in 2017. Um, he he he's faced a lot of people in NXT. I believe he's a three time uh, NXT champion. He was three times, three times, three times. He was the inaugural North American champion, and he's a one-time NXT tag team champion. Well, again, and it goes back to you know if you if you were to ask most people, it's like you know what I bring up a lot on this show is the casual wrestling fan, and you know if anybody that didn't know who Adam Cole was and they started watching NXT because of you know the, the commercials and stuff from uh, USA or Fox with you know, with uh, Raw and SmackDown, you know, who, who they remember from NXT, I, you know, in my opinion, 85% of the people you, you poll was going to say Adam Cole. <laughs> and, well, I mean, you know, that, and I mean, he was just, you know, he was always in every integral storyline they had going on with the Undisputed Era and stuff to that nature. And I, I mean, I was kind of sad when they broke those guys up because um, to me, and again, this is, you know, we, we, we try to spit facts out on here, but, you know, a lot of it's, you know, my opinion, his opinion. Um, but to me, even though it was on the um, main, you know, not the main roster, they, they to me, was the best thing I'd seen since the Horsemen. And, you know, you really, it's like, you talk, you talk to different people about different factions, and you can't really, it's, it's like the Shield. The difference in the Shield and the Horsemen, I'll give you this, or even, even the Undisputed Era, is all three of those guys from the Shield have went on to be world champions. And it's like, you know, yes, everybody in the Horseman could work. Everybody in the Horseman could talk, but Flair was the world champion. You 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 weren't going to see, you know, Tully and Arn as world heavyweight champion. No. And the closest one you might, you know, Lex went on to become a world champion, you know, later after his Horseman days because they, they, they just, they wanted him so bad to be their version of Hulk Hogan. And it's, you know, nothing against Lex. He just didn't have the charisma that Hulk Hogan does. And honestly, a lot of people don't um, like him or hate him. And I wasn't a big Hogan fan, but to man, you know, he, he connected with the crowd, you know, whether he was, it was in his Hulkamania days or even his NWO Hollywood days, he knew how to connect with the crowd. And a lot of people don't have that, that trait. Um, and where I go with that is Adam Cole has got that trait. Um, Adam yes. Cole, you know, he connects to the audience and, you know, moving forward with him in AEW, you know, I'm I'm not sure what they have planned for him. I'd love to be inside Tony Khan's head because, as we talked about in the technical difficulty part of this, is I don't like where he's at right now. I don't like the way he's been used thus far. I don't like the way he debuted um, because you you had you know you you brought three big stars in back to back to back. And as much as I like Adam Cole right now, to the casual wrestling fan, no, he is not 
at the level of CM Punk. He is not at the level of Brian Danielson. And if they bring in Bray Wyatt, he won't be at that level either to the casual wrestling fan. Um, however, he's still got a well-known name, especially with the diehard AEW audience who was also diehard Ring of Honor, you know, TNA when it first came out. Those kind of people that watch the stuff. And Adam Cole, you know, for the, for the diehard wrestling fan, you know, some, some might like him better than Danielson and Punk. And I'm sure most of them like him better than Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt's a great character, not a great technical wrestler. He's not bad, but he's, he's not, he's not the technical wrestler that a Punk or a Brian or Cole is. And, but you still had a big star on your hands that basically dominated that brand before, you know, they started changing it up, ran it into the ground and you, you have overshadowed him since he walked in the door. No, I agree. I, I think he's definitely been overshadowed since he came in. Um, and they're, they're going to have to get away with that or, or get away from that to build him back up and be the ring of honor champion. He was back in 2016, 2015 and be the NXT champion. So, in NXT, let, let's talk about this because he was the longest reigning NXT champion to this day with a reign of 403 days. On March 20th, 2019, Cole defeated uh, the Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, uh, Aleister Black, and Matt Riddle in a fatal five-way for the right to face Johnny Gargano for the vacant NXT championship, which he won on April 5th. Now... During that time, he defeated he he made title defenses against people like Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Tommaso Ciampa, and just to name a few. No, I mean you know when when the, one of the Saudi Saudi shows that you know that uh, when the plane got delayed, whatever that debacle was, yeah, I mean when NXT yeah uh, when NXT showed up on SmackDown, he actually defeated uh, Bryan Danielson because um, you know. Brian was not, you know, he was steadfast. He was never going to Saudi Arabia because of the issues and good for him. But, you know, he was there to be able to face Adam Cole. It was a hell of a match. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that they put Cole over, um, you know, but again, you know, that's, that's, that's just the backstory on Adam Cole with his NXT run. Uh, they, you know, he, he looked good when they brought him up and, you know, a lot of people, I don't know that, the casual wrestling fan will, will tell you that, you know, why did he leave and, and go? But I mean, I, you know, and you don't know what was behind the scenes. It's everything is hearsay as a, uh, as Bruce Pritchard likes to say, rumor and innuendo, but um, they said that they wanted, you know, they wanted to bring him to the main roster, having managed Keith Bearcat Lee and cut his hair and change his name. It's like, you want to change everything about the guy that's gotten over with this, this niche audience that given a bigger stage could probably get over, you know, I mean, because you stop and think about it. What what do kids like to do when they go to shows like this? They like to participate. Mm -hmm. And even adults, they like to relive their childhood and have fun with it. I mean, so, you know, having, you know, you're going to get, if he's out there every week, you're going to have kids screaming, Adam Cole, baby. And you're going to have kids going, boom, if he's given that opportunity to connect with that main audience, which I thoroughly believe he could. He's got that talent. Again, it's not everybody has that X factor. Not everybody has that it. And, you know, that's honestly, that's my issue with Kenny Omega. I don't think he has it. His, his, he's not very good on the microphone. His promos just seem like he's, yeah, I'm better than you. And, you know, which, which MJF does that as well. But MJF connects on a different level. Oh, that, that, and, the heat he gets is insane. Well, I mean, but you, you know, is 
everybody you know that listens to this probably thinks I hate AEW, and I don't. I, I'm very. I've told you from the get go. I'm very happy that you know we're getting back to a time where the guys have different places to work, and they're not. It's it's either WWE or you know a high school gym with 50 people. I'm I'm very happy they have another big company to work for. They do a lot of good stuff that I like. They do a lot of stuff that I don't. Um, and that's just me personally because I'm an old. You know, I grew up watching. You know hour-long matches with Flair and Steamboat. I don't like the hot shot booking. Um, you know, that's why that's why I'm so interested to see what, what they're going to do with Roman Reigns because, you know, I'm trying to figure out how long they're going to take that out because this is long-term booking that I like. I, you know, tell a story. You know, get it. You know, he wasn't on SmackDown last night, and I was kind of surprised about that. But, um, you know, you, you know, getting into Adam Cole, though, this is where a long-term story, if they do it right, can be told because like I said, when they brought him in they brought him in, he debuted at the pay-per-view. And as soon as he's done talking, you know, Brian Danielson's music hit. And it's like, come on, man. You know, why, why debut those two big names within 10 minutes of each other? So do you want me to uh, tell you why they debuted them on the same show? Go ahead. So they were scared. They, the original plan was for Brian to debut at the Arthur Ashe stadium show. Right. But they were scared COVID was going to shut it down. So they were like, we got to debut everybody we got this weekend at All In or All, all Out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fair. I mean, because it's New York and you see what, well, you don't really watch basketball, but like the whole Kyrie Irving situation with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't you know what is going on with not, that because I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, like long story short, he just, he don't want to get vaccinated and, you know, you can't be in you can't be in the big crowds like that. It's like New York's one of the places where if you're going to go to a, if you're going to go to an event like that, you have to show proof of vaccination. And, you know, Kyrie is basically can't play at least half the games. If he chooses not to get vaccinated because he can't be in the arena in Brooklyn unless he's vaccinated. And he's, you know, he says, he he says he's not an anti-vaxxer. It's just, he hasn't, he hasn't heard enough to know if he wants to put that in his body yet. And the Nets are like, well, you know what? You're not going to be here half the time. You can't practice here. Well, I think he can practice, but he just can't be in the arena when the fans are in there. But they just told him they sent him home. They're going to pay him $17 million to sit on his couch all season long unless he decides to go get vaccinated. Jesus Christ. So, you know, and I mean, honestly, they could probably find a loophole not to pay him if they didn't want to. But, you know, I mean, he is under contract. I don't know exactly how that would work, but. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I do. I mean, because like I like we've talked about with Matt Hardy. I mean, you know, he had to debut in an empty arena, and you know, as and big as Brody the, Lee both. Well, yeah, but on, on the flip side, and you know, this is not talking bad about Brody Lee. Just Matt Hardy was a bigger name, and mm-hmm. the the you know broken Matt Hardy. Everybody had like been dying to see it since he went back to WWE because they just didn't do it right. And, you know, I've told you before, if that drone would have landed in the middle of a ring with a crowd there, they'd have went batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. But the drone landed with, you know, with nobody there. So there's no reaction. And, you know, I mean, I I, I eventually will see Broken Matt Hardy again now that we have, you know, fans back. But it's, you know, he's whenever he wants to do it, I guess. But, you know, again, I just, you know, for whatever the reasons were, and if that's their reasons, I, you know, I can halfway understand it. But again, I just... Brian Danielson, you know, he, for the, for the casual wrestling fan is a bigger star than Adam Cole and, you know, him coming out right after Adam Cole did, it just, I, I, you know, I was, you know, Adam Cole probably didn't mind. I'm, they're probably buddies, I guess, but 
you know, it just, it's like you overshadowed the debut of Adam Cole. No, I agree. And then the fact that he got in the ring, did his whole Adam Cole, baby. And then getting the young bucks face and then super kick jungle boy. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. It's just the fact that we know what's happened between them. And they, they super kicked him out of the bullet club back in ring of honor. Right. They did. And that's the thing that, that, that has not been addressed yet. And, you know, let's just take the young bucks out of the equation for just a minute. And if anybody knows anything about, you know, Adam Cole and Kenny Omega, they cannot, you know, those, those are two big egos. That would have been like, that would have been like back in the day, just to give some old school people some comparison. That, that would have been back in the day, like trying to put Flair and Hogan in the same room. Just wouldn't work. The egos no. are too strong. You know, Adam Cole's not there to be the TNT champion. Adam Cole's not there to play second fiddle to Kenny Omega. He's not there just to sit there and do six-man tags with the Young Bucks all the time. And, you know, so as the name of the show goes, how we'd book it, this is where I would go with it. Um, you know, he's out there now. Um, you know, you've kind of seen maybe a little bit, but I think they need to, you know, they need to start throwing stuff out there, you know, with little, little sarcastic comments here and there, because for Adam Cole to work and you, Adam Cole is one of those guys, you don't have to, he, he doesn't have to change the way he works really doesn't have to change his style, his promos to, you know, be a baby face or a heel. It can go both ways. Cause that's just who he is. I mean, Shawn Michaels is a prime example. He didn't change up nothing when he was, you know, during his heyday, when he would turn baby and go back to heel, he was just the same, same cocky, arrogant guy. Just sometimes they cheered him. Sometimes they booed him, but you gotta, you gotta start bringing up the history of, of the bullet club. You gotta start bringing up stuff, you know, little tidbits here and there, and then tell a story. I mean, you know, like with the releases of Ring of Honor, you know, there's some people out there that Cole can work with. Um, he can, he can make him there. I mean, or, you know, you already got Bobby Fish. I mean, that's a, that's a given for people that watched NXT. You know, I, and I'd love to see Kyle come in. I've told you before, I love Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as a tag team. And I've seen Red the matches Dragon. with them. And, yeah, I've seen the, ta- the matches they had with uh, Young Bucks and Ring of Honor. They were great tag team matches. Um, I, I prefer Red Dragon over the Young Bucks, but that's just me. Um, you know, you bring, you know, little little segments in the back where you know you bring some of the Ring of Honor guys in, and you see Adam back there, or even Bobby Fish. And hey, man, what's happening? How you been? And then you then you have Kenny and the Young Bucks. What are you talking to that loser for? You know, we're 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 the super elite. We're the super click. What are you talking to that guy for? You know, just start planting the seeds. And you know, like I told you when. When, when you get to the point of Kenny losing the title, you know, tell a story because I don't think Kenny's dropping the title anytime soon. I know you think Hangman's going to take it. And, you know, if he, they give it to him, good for him, but I don't think so. I think with the emergence of all these people that Kenny's got a lot of a lot of matches left in him that people want to see. But you move forward, and when he finally loses the title, and I think it needs to be to Brian Danielson because that can set up, you know, a baby-baby match with him and CM Punk that people are dying to see down the road and then the elite can feud, but whatever, but you know, you know, like have a segment in there to where the young bucks super kick somebody and he makes a snide comment and like, yeah, I remember that. It hurts. That'll leave a mark. I know what that feels like. And they just kind of, they don't say anything, but they give him that look. You know what I mean? That look like what, 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 you know, 
And then down the road, when Kenny loses a title, whether it's to Brian or whoever else, you know, it's a misfire with Adam Cole. And then, you know, the next time they're on TV, Kenny's bitching about it and Adam Cole's defending himself. Man, it was an accident. It was an act- And finally he gets that smirk that Adam Cole gets on his face. Like you're damn right. It was on purpose. I've always been better than you. And it goes from there. And then eventually, you know, eventually Adam Cole, you know, not, not, not in the next six months to a year, but eventually you get him, you get him away from the elite. Um, I would say within the next six to eight months, you get him away from the elite, let that feud go forward, let him and Kenny have a couple of really good matches. And then you get him into the title picture with whoever's holding the title. And I think Adam Cole's got the, he's got the in-ring ability and he's got the charisma to carry the company as their number one man as well as he's in the company. See his, well, I've told you this before. <clears throat> if Adam Cole was a few inches taller and about 20, 25 pounds heavier, he'd be the biggest star in the world right now. Yeah. He's got, he's got that it factor. He's got that, that a lot of people don't have. I do. I, I would like to see some on air exchanges, or I would like to see, I would like to see, I don't care if she keeps rebel, we'll get rid of the other girl, you know, and have Brit as part of the elite and, and make that part of the split. You know, when, when they're getting ready to split, maybe a month or two before they're getting ready to split them, have another girl come into the elite. So when they break off and, you know, he makes a couple of comments about something, you know, about him being, being the best. And that's just undisputed. You know, he can't say, you know, I mean, he'd have to watch how he words it because depending on what WWE's trademarked and what they hadn't, but just something alluding to being, him being the best and that being an undisputed fact, however he wants to word it, just to pop some of the crowd. And, you know, so having Britt with him as well. So when the split takes place, you know, you've got, whether it's Taven and Bennett or whether it's Fish and O'Reilly, depending on how, how long O'Reilly's contracts got up, um, you know, you've got that tag team match with the Bucks set up. And then you've also got, you know, Adam and, you know, Adam and Kenny to go at it. Because those will be good matches. But like oh, I said, great I mean, matches. I'm like I said, the thing, the thing that people have to understand, and this is again, my opinion, you know, taking, take anything you've heard about Kenny out. You know, I, I don't like the fact that he wrestled the blow up doll and the kid and all that stuff, nor here, nor there, but he can go out there and have great matches. He's just, he's not a great promo. He needs Don Callis. You know, he, he sounds whiny when he's, when he's out there, you know, doing his promos in my opinion. And I just don't, I don't like hearing the man talk like, shut up. Um, but, you know, that's that's where, you know, that's where Adam Cole can outshine Kenny because, you know, maybe Kenny's 5% better in the ring than Adam Cole is. Hell, maybe even 10%, depending on who you're talking to. But Adam Cole is a much better promo. He connect, And it, this is a thing that, that if you watch when Adam and, and Kenny are out there together, you know, when they make their entrance, even even though Kenny's been there since day one, who's the audience connecting with? Yeah, it's it's Adam Cole. They love it's, it's, they love the Adam Cole baby. They love the the uh, young bucks kiss on the cheek. They love that shit. Now, they do, and it's and I mean so. And again, that's not talking. I just you know I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan, but you know the guy, you know the, this company was built for him to be the world champion. So I, I you know I like the long tour long long term storytelling. So you know that's that's what I would do with Adam Cole. I mean, start planting the seeds and. You know, you could even start planting a few seeds now um, and, you know, get with Adam Cole in the back. Okay, man, I, I'm, you know, Fish is here. O'Reilly's still under contract. Strong's still under contract. Who else would you like to do this with? Is it Taven and Bennett? Is it somebody else? It doesn't matter. You know, Cole, like like with the Undisputed Era, Cole was, as they say, the proverbial head of the snake. 
Um, without the head, it would have died. Um, Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong was not, you know, were not strong enough to carry that group without Adam Cole. And you Maybe. saw what happened. You saw when what happened. What happened when Adam turned? The group disintegrated, and you know, Fish just kind of like looked like a fish out of water. And Strong, you know, he just he quit. Not not legitly, but you know, he's the, he they just took him off TV for a little while, and then they did the the Cole O'Reilly feud. And you know, Cole's you know he signed that extension with WWE to put his buddy over before he left. Kudos to him for that. I don't think it's going to, you know, in his mind, he was hoping to push Kyle to the next level because he had been Mr. NXT and, and had the best run in NXT that anybody had. had. And like I said, so, you know, he did the right thing for his buddy trying to put him over. But if you watch the NXT 2.0, it hasn't done anything for Kyle. Um, Kyle, you know, as great as he is in the ring and as good as some of his stuff looks, he doesn't have the it factor that Adam Cole has. So no. he's not going to, he's not going to get to the top of the ladder you know, in NXT the way Adam Cole did, especially without Adam Cole. Um, Kyle's just kind of a boring promo. I mean, he, you know, with some of the stuff he does, he looks like he's a legit badass. Well, I he's great in the ring. His his promos just aren't there, though. Well, I'm not talking about his in-ring ability. I just Some of the stuff that he does in the ring makes him look like <clears> he could actually be a legit badass. I'd have to look up and see what he actually knows, what he's trained in. Um, it might just be, you know, stuff he learned from wrestling. I don't know. I mean, but he, he, his stuff is tight. He looks like he, you know, you know, he can hurt you. Um, but you know, again, Adam did the, what, you know, what he thought was best for his buddy trying to help him and, uh, good for him. You know, and then he went on, you know, I, I knew he was going to go to AEW. I mean, that was a, to me, a foregone conclusion. I never thought he would resign. Um, if they were going to do something with him on the main, main roster, they'd have done it already. I mean, look at all the people they called up after, you know, six, eight months, a year. And he was there, the what, three, four years? Four years, four years, yeah. Uh, the Undisputed Era running running that brand. And like I said, then when I heard what they offered him about wanting to manage Keith Lee, cut his hair, change his name, like, oh, no, he probably told him, fuck off. Oh, yeah, most I mean, definitely, sure, I would have. I'm sure he I'm sure he did it in a nice manner, but, um, you know, like, uh, no. No. I mean, if you okay. listen to any podcast he's done, Jericho's, um, AEW Unrestricted, uh, Renee Paquette, he said he loved his time in WWE. He learned so much from Shawn Michaels and so much from Triple H, but all his friends are in AEW. His his wife is, or not his wife, his uh, girl is in AEW. I don't think they're married yet. So it was like a no-brainer to go there. He was like, he said he made the decision while laying in bed one night with Britt, and he said he, he was thinking about debuting in AEW, and he got butterflies in his stomach, and he said he's always gone with his gut. And so he's like, you know, this is it. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I can see that. I just, as you know, as soon as I found out that, you know, him and Britt Baker were dating, because I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff, but then when she got as big as she did, and, you know, you knew she wasn't coming over there, I'm like, yeah, when he's when his contract's up, he's done. He's going he gonna go be with, he, he gonna go be with mama. I mean, I can't blame him. And then that whole situation at NXT when they showed her on TV. I see. I didn't see that. So. Yeah. She, she was like, yeah, they apologized a lot. And I said something to Tony Khan. Khan's like, bro. Oh, that's, that's that's right. That was uh, she was at one of the pay-per-views and they showed her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I do. And Khan's like, bro, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Not, not a single bit. He's like, well, yeah. See, that's good for him because I don't know if you remember this or not, but um. You remember that tag team, the Highlanders, that was in WWE? Yeah. Um, they, you know, they used to do their tapings at like Disney or something, mm. where wherever wherever they were doing their tapings, and Universal the, uh, Studios. One of them was there, and like, 
decided to go in and watch the show and they, they, you know, they, they saw him out there. So I forgot who, who said, uh, who did it, but they Googled him real quick to figure out his real name. And, uh, they put him on camera and said his real name. Say, look, look who's here checking out the show. And Vince fired his ass for it. Gone. Yeah. He's like, are you stupid? You know, I don't care if you go visit backstage, but you got them put you on camera. And he was like, dude, I didn't know they were going to do that. I was just out in the audience watching the show. You know, I was, I was there with my kids. But yeah, Vince fired him for it. Gotta love Vince McMahon. Old Vinny Mac. So anyway, I gave you my opinion. What would you do with old Adam Cole? So we, you have to go back to pre-WWE days because before Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega had this Bullet Club Civil War, it was planned for it to be Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. And I think that's the plan you need to go with, with it being the elite. You need to have that Civil War being like, okay, who... Who's with Kenny and who's with Adam? Yeah, well, I mean, that, at, at the end of the day, um, there's really not an elite to, to do a civil war with because it's just Kenny and the Young Bucks right now. Well, and Adam. And, uh, unless I can get the uh, Good Brothers back in. Well, and, and again, that's not going to be there for a while but because apparently that, that relationship's done for a little bit. But, yeah, they, and I, I forgot the last time I even seen them on TV. It was a couple <clears> weeks ago. But, um. I mean, you know, to me, it's like I told you, so it's, yeah, I mean, split them, you know, have the civil war as you're talking about, but I mean, wasn't Taven and, wasn't Taven at least part of the Bullet Club at one point? Mm-mm. Taven and Bennett were not part of the Bullet Club at all. No, okay. They, they've had so many members come in and out. Yeah, um, it, it, it's hard to remember who was in and who was out. But yeah, that you know, it's like with the NWO, it's like back, that's what killed the NWO was putting so many members in it, they didn't keep it in pardon the pun, but they didn't keep it elite. Um, you know, you go from Hogan Hall and Nash to, you know, in six, I could see, you know, when they brought in X-Pac, DiBiase putting them with them, I could see, because they were all synonymous with WWF. But then you start bringing in guys, you know, like whatever the hell he was going by, uh, Burgess Beefcake as the disciple and fucking, you know, Buff Bagwell became a good character, but Marcus Alexander Bagwell joining the NWO, who cared? Um, no, that's fair. I mean, it's like, so, I mean, I, that, like I said, I told you what I would do with it. And I think, you know, him and Kenny could put on some great matches. Um, and I, you know, Adam Cole is one of those people again, that doesn't have to change his promos. He doesn't have to change his in-ring style and he can, uh, you know, fans are still, you know, whether he's heel or baby, the fans are still going to do Adam Cole, baby. They're still going to do Adam boom. Cole, baby. And, you know, I, I think given the right, you know, given the right circumstances, you know, he could surpass the people that are there and become the face of that company. So do you he's think got he, that, he, so you, he's got that ability? So you think he eventually needs to be the world champion, the guy? Eventually, yes. But not because, anytime soon. No. Um, well, I mean, you know, within the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, I mean, there's a lot of storytelling and a lot of matches, pay-per-views to be done and told, get Kenny's, you know, get, get Kenny out of the way with Danielson, you know, probably CM Punk. I mean, I don't know what CM Punk's got planned for the for, for the title, uh, but again, I, like I told you, when they when they take the title off Kenny, if and if they want to do the right storytelling, I think it needs to be Adam's fault. You know that way Kenny doesn't look weak. Um, he's got a claim to the title when he wants to go back after it, and it gives them reason to fight. No, I agree with you, and and it's one of those things that Kenny and Adam are so good that I, there needs to be a match between them because I don't think there's ever been a match between Kenny Omega and Adam Cole. Well, the only thing, the matches would be great, 
the verbal exchanges would be a lopsided victory for Adam Cole. See, I don't mind Kenny as a promo, but yeah, Adam is a lot better. He's better at connecting with the fans. Well, that's what I'm just saying. I mean, Adam, would, Kenny looks like, and I could be wrong, might be part of his gimmick, but he looks like when people are saying stuff to him, it looks like he gets flustered. And like he has to think about something for a minute instead of just like spitting it out immediately. You know, you had those guys back in the day that could just tear you up on a microphone. You know, MJF today, you know, Piper back in the day, Flair back in the day. They could just, they were quick-witted and could spit stuff out. You know, Shawn Michaels was a great example. Um, Kenny kind of reminds me promo-wise of Bret Hart. Bret Hart was great in the ring. His promos left a lot to be desired. Um, he never, you know, the fans loved him, especially the fans in Canada. But, you know, Bret just, Bret didn't have that, you know, his pro- he wasn't the worst promo in the world. He came up with a good catchphrase that people really liked because uh, he, you know, he was that good in the ring as far as like old school dynamics and stuff of that nature. But, you know, Kenny kind of gives me that vibe. He's just, his promos are, eh, if he's by himself, but he just looks like he gets twisted and tongue-tied and flustered and Adam Cole would just tear him up. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, Kenny, Kenny was very successful in Japan because promos were not a big part of the culture. The in-ring style is what really made you D- agree or disagree. No, that's that's been the day. That's been the way of Japan for as long as I can remember. Yeah, they they're not big on like like yeah sure promos are important, but no, it's very less important in Japan than it is in America or you know the states or you know anywhere other than Japan. But Kenny, he's not terrible on the mic, but he's not Adam Cole. He's not CM Punk. He's not. Uh, I don't even think Daniel Bryan's really or Brian Danielson is that great on the mic. He's not. Never has been. He can. He. Can, I think the. I think the best work he did microphone wise, and this is just my opinion, was was when he come out there. He was champion, and he come out there with that all natural WWE title, and was with uh, Eric, Eric Rowan, Rowan, and and talking about the vegan stuff and saving the earth, and just, yeah, because he believed uh, that shit. That's what I'm saying. That's the best promo work I've ever seen him do. And, you know, you might not agree with what he was saying, but, I mean, he had something to say. No, I I can see that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just, I, no, that's that's kind of where I would go with it. I don't, I don't, you know, I would make it a long-term long, long term story, you know, for over the next 12 to 18 months. And you could, you know, like I said, plant the seeds and, you know, eventually, you know, you go to go to Adam Kenny and then, you know, as long as Adam does what Adam can do, then you know, then you you give him a give him a give him a shot to to make him the face of the company. I mean, we saw some a little hint of deception in the uh, uh, elite this past week on Dynamite, which was a Halloween special, where Kenny tagged in. It, it was a big spot. Kenny got I forgot who he got in the camel clutch, but Cole was like, "No, no, no, I got this. You go get them." And then he got them in the camel clutch, and the Young Bucks kissed him. Kenny wanted no. that spot. Oh, ain't it sweet? I don't know. That's my header. That's my uh, he, uh, Facebook banner. Is uh, yeah. the Young Bucks kissing Cole? Well, I mean, so I mean, you have anything else to add on what you would do with it, or no? The Civil War definitely needs to be uh, what happens. Uh, Cole versus Kenny, eventually winning the world title. Um, I do want to throw this in there. My favorite part of Adam Cole and NXT, and people might disagree with me. I love this championship reign, but. What really got me was the whole feud with Pat McAfee. 
I thought that was Oh, great. no. I, I Well, McAfee's great on the microphone, so a lot of that stuff they did back and forth was phenomenal. And then, you know, you see guys get in the ring. That's kind of my – I'm just I'm, – I'm waiting to see if they do. Like, uh, I was fast-forwarding through SmackDown last night, and um, Corbin and Riddick Moss was against Shinsuke and the dude that plays the guitar. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much SmackDown you watch with Shinsuke, but it's kind of funny. McAfee, like, after – when after Shinsuke will win a match, McAfee will get up on the table and like act like he's just playing guitar and just just having fun. And yeah. uh, you know, so he he does he does a lot of com- comedy stuff when it comes to um, Shinsuke. And as they were, uh, Riddick Moss was sitting there beating on uh, Rick Boogs. That's the guy's name. He was sitting there beating him up right in front of the announce table. He's like, "That's your boy, Pat. That's your boy." So my you know Pat did such a good job in the ring. I'm wondering if they might. might might show his talents again, but yeah, that, that, that was some good stuff. The war games was, you know, I give Pat McAfee his credit. I mean, he went out there. I don't know how long he trained for those matches, but you know, it wasn't a five-star classic. It wasn't flair and steamboat, but I mean, I, he, he did in there and did a lot of stuff uh, better than I've seen some of the old pros as they call it do. So no, and the war games with that, with that group against the undisputed era was also great. And then you go back and look at that. That's a prime example. The undisputed era was definitely the baby faces in those matches and they didn't change up nothing. So that goes right back to what I was saying about Adam Cole. He wants to, he can, he can get cheered, he can get booed, but he still can be Adam Cole. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think we're both saying the same thing. Adam Cole needs to feud with Kenny. Yep. And I guess that's how we'd book it. But guys, how would you book Adam Cole in AEW? Baby. Adam Cole, baby. Boom. All right. So. This was our episode on Adam Cole. Let us know what you think. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you're watching on the YouTubes. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Just help us, us out. But yep, I- and, uh, you know, you can uh, follow me. I'm all, all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, even though I've only done one video. But uh, J. Brandon Ingram, you can follow me. You can email me, j.brandoningram at gmail.com if you got any um, comments on this episode. And they can find they can find you, sir, where? Um, so you can find me anywhere um, except for YouTube as at the, or no, what is it? At Chris Ingram. Oh, I couldn't even think of it, bro. And then uh, YouTube, the Power Rangers guy. You can find us here on this channel, um, how we book it. Uh, you can find me at a lot of places, guys. Um, but you will be able to find me at VA Comic Con November 20th. I have my own table. So come, come out November 20th, Richmond Raceway. I want to see you there. And as far as Adam Cole goes, that's how we'd book it. Baby!